Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, shifting you into higher consciousness. The show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, special interviews with inspiring guests, intuitive readings, channeled messages from beyond, including celebrities, hot topics to expand your awareness, and time for questions from the audience. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and me, Kim. <laughs> Hi, Kim. Hi. I'm so excited who we have today. So I think we're going to just jump right in because it's just someone very magical. Yes. And, um, you know, when our, our last pod, uh, podcast episode last week, uh, we met that person, Ashley, on Clubhouse. And that's where I found Richie also. <laughs> Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Yeah. But now we're beyond Clubhouse, right? We're definitely beyond. beyond. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're beyond. Okay. So I'm looking, <laughs> I'm, I'm opening up. Oh my gosh, Kim, this is. The bio is gone. <laughs> it's not on here. You know what? Maybe I have it, but maybe we're supposed to, instead of reading his bio, ask him all these intimate questions, but I can find it right now. So okay, that is so here it is. I got it right here. Richie Jackson, the choreographer and visual director, is the secret weapon behind so many of today's top recording artists. With notable names like Nicki Minaj, Nick Jonas, and Katy Perry under his stylish belt, having worked alongside Lady Gaga since 2008, Jackson served as chief choreographer and visual director on music videos, including Poker Face, Paparazzi, Bad Romance, and Telephone, and oversaw her Monster Ball World Tour, Born This Way World Tour, Air Pop World Tour, and most recently, her game-changing Super Bowl halftime show and headlining gig at Coachella. Oh, my God. This multi-talented tastemaker danced in commercials for Coca-Cola, Apple, ATT, and shimmied alongside Will Smith in sync, Missy Elliott, and Usher as he moved up the musical ranks, earning a reputation as a force to be reckoned with. And since, I think since this, he's, he's also... <laughs> done a star is born so we're we're honored and excited and he is so humble and authentic and amazing and you're gonna all learn so much from him so welcome richie jackson happy to be here (laughs) yes thank you so much yeah and we we got to know you a little more because we did a reading with you we'll talk about that later but i i feel blessed to know you and we're we're all connected now thank you for having me thank you for having me so yeah. tell us right away, I want to know, how did you get started? I know you have a really interesting story. How did you get started in dance and choreography? So I um, always was dancing since I was three years old. Um, loved music videos, Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, Madonna, Cher. I mean, you name it. They were a huge pop star. Prince, I loved them and watched them. Mm-hmm. Um, then my, my mom had a cheerleading squad, so she would always see me dancing at home, and she's like, well, do you want to help me work with the girls? And I was like, yeah. So hmm. when I was 13, I was choreographing for my mom's cheerleading team, and they they literally won locals, they won state, and then they also were supposed to go to nationals in Florida. They couldn't afford it, but with my choreography, they had gotten that far, because I was like really into like cheerleading and dance and, and watched how they did it, and sort of like picked up a lot of knowledge and then 
you know, gave the routine to the girls, you know, that they can win with. So that was amazing. <laughs> um, also, I was a band geek. I was a band nurse. I was a drum captain, drum major. I was in drum line, marching band. So band and dance was pretty much my background. Um, I then graduated from high school and wanted to go to college. So I went to um, Tuskegee University, which is in Alabama, and I wanted to be a lawyer. I was all about truth and justice and you know, you do the you do the crime, you, you know, you do the time. That was my thing. And mm -hmm. then one day I just saw a good friend of mine who I used to know and dance with. He was dancing with an artist named Aaliyah. And once I saw that music video and I saw that he was dancing, I literally called my mom immediately when it was done and was like, I'm out of here. I am leaving. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm heading to LA and I want to be a dancer. And she was like, well, do you know what it's going to take to get out there? How much money are you going to need? I was like, I don't know what I have to do. I was like, but I do know one thing. I have to leave college now. Wow. So wow. I, in the middle of the school year, I had a full scholarship. I left. Uh, I might've saw that video on a Thursday. I was gone on Monday, just left, dropped it all. Uh, went back home and worked for about a year and then moved to LA. And once I moved to LA, I didn't work for the first six months. I didn't know of any dancers, where the dance studios were. It took a long time to really figure out where this community of dancers were located, located in LA. But once I found them, which was in the Valley, like North Hollywood, Universal City area, Studio City, that changed my life. Um, um, the first artist I ever danced with was Will Smith. Uh, then from there, it was, it was um, Jessica Simpson. It was Miss Elliot, it was Usher, it was Backstreet Boys, it was in sync. I mean, the list went nice. on. I did a ton of commercials, uh, like you said, Apple, AT&T, Burger King, Mountain Dew. And then I started to assist choreographers. And then after assisting for about 10 years, basically, I started to choreograph. And I worked with Nicki Minaj and Katy Perry, but, but the most loving job ever has been working for Lady Gaga. Just, wow. yes. Yeah. It's been great. I, I love yeah. writing. I love my job. Uh, you you told us a story the other day that I I just find so um, humbling. I guess is about when you got the offer for your job, the job to work for BSB. <laughs> and oh, then you, yes, tell us tell us that story. So uh, interestingly enough, so. And, you know, as a dancer, if anyone doesn't know out there that's listening or watching, you know, it's hard. You're literally living from check, paycheck to paycheck. And, and these, these gigs don't come, uh, you know, you don't get every job. You have to audition over and over, hoping that you mm -hmm. can get and get the job. So at, at one point, I was called by my agent saying that a specific choreographer wanted me to dance for the Backstreet Boys. And he said, you know, listen, you'd be gone for a year and a half and you'd make $2,500 a week plus per diem. So, you know, what do you want me to tell him? I'm going to tell them yes, right? And I remember saying, saying, saying to him, wait, let me call you back. Let me think about this. And he was like, what? I was like, let me call you back. So I, I took five minutes. And when I called him back, I told him, no, I don't want to go on this. I don't want to do this job. I don't want to go away for a year and a half. And he said, well, why? You have no money. You're broke. <laughs> I literally probably had $800 to my bank account. But uh -huh. I, I want to stay because I want to be a choreographer. I knew I want to assist choreographer so I can become a choreographer. Uh, if I had gone away for a year and a half, yes, with the Backstreet Boys, yes, making $2,500 a week, I would have come back not knowing anybody and I would have had to start all mm. over. So I think wow. he hated me. He cussed <laughs> me out. Um, but that, <laughs> as I was in an Usher audition, there was another humongous choreographer named Michael Rooney who had done like Kylie Minogue and a ton of eBay commercials. He saw me auditioning for Usher for another job and called my agent and said, I want that guy to 
uh, assist me as an assistant choreographer. So that was how I got my oh first. Oh my gosh. And that was, what'd you say, a week later? One week later. Yeah. I love it. Well, yep. you have this, you have a history. I just really have caught on to this, that you have a history of being savvy and intuitive about other cats. Cause from what you told us, the, the story about the ballerina and, yeah. um, and about your own path, like having this knowing of what to choose and what not to choose. Where yeah. do you think, like, what do you, is there a feeling you get? Is there like a scale? Like, where do you think it comes from? Uh, for me, I would just say, you know, you've always heard that thing when people say like, you know, nothing can stop me. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's more so from a, from a good place, a humble place, but just of a knowing that I can do it too. I, I can get to where I want to be as long as I believe in myself. And, and, and in that moment and in many moments of my career, I've just said, I can do it too. I can get there too. And if that door closes, there's a back door, there's a side door, there's another way to get to where I need to get to. I have to just stay focused on, you know, what I want and what the goal is. And then for me, I have gotten to to do the things that I've wanted just, just with that alone. And sometimes it is scary to let go of a job or to say no to things that everyone would just assume that you would say yes to, to get to where I had to be. So it's a, it's the long game. I, you have to just mm -hmm. be in a long Yeah. But I love yeah. that um, when you told us that story, it just, it, I was so impressed by you and I loved your energy because um, it, it right away, I realized that you're not doing this for the money. You're doing this for your, because you're passionate about it. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just it. I love it. Uh, it has its up and downs, but it is my passion. And and again, it's just it's what fuels me every day. So yeah, Aww, I love it. And it's it's. We talked about self expression the other day. And do you feel this is your perfect self expression? And what do you feel? Why is self expression so important for people, especially right now? Um, I do feel it's my self-expression. Uh, interestingly enough, I was born March 15th, uh, and that particular week in the calendar year is also week of the dancers and dreamers. So mm. I also feel like I'm actually like in my purpose. Um, I'm in my gift. I feel also why I'm so humble, but I feel like, you know, I, for me, it's actually more than self-expression. I think it's about, what I would say to people is like, it, everyone I think they should, should find something that they actually love to do. Um, when you find something that you love to do, regardless of the money, I feel like you have a different outlook on life. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like you're, you're more happy because you're doing something that you actually love doing. And so for me, uh, that's what I found is always driven because I just love what I do. I think that if I didn't love doing this, I wouldn't be doing it. Mm -hmm. Well, so you guys, you guys have to, it's so, crazy because I happen to have an astrology book right here and it's a birthday book so I had to open it to you to March 15th to see if it says that and it actually <laughs> says it says that you're independent bold and decisive right oh, there that's him that's him and it says it says actor director and you're a visual director right yes so yep. right there and then it says restless dismissive and impatient that's him. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And you have the same birthday as uh, Sylvester Stallone. Work. <laughs> you know what? Nice. He act. I I was on the uh, set of Demolition Man, and he is very much like that. Ah, really? Yes. Oh, yes. And Rocky. I think Fabio's birthday is also March fifteenth. Oh. Okay. Oh. It says Eva. It says Eva Longoria too. Hmm. Work. I didn't even know that. All right, Eva. Shout out to 
<laughs> That's cool. Um, okay, so let's get a little deeper now. Um, have there been, I know there has been, but for the audience, challenging times, can we talk about times that you've had to overcome things throughout your life? And are you willing to share some of that? Yeah. Um, uh, God, I mean, so, I mean, the first thing that's, that's ever really happened to me was losing my mother. Um, she died when I was 22 in a car accident. So um, I would say prior to that, everything was everything. Uh, things would make me upset easily. Easily, um, I would get attitudes about things that didn't really matter. Uh, everything was everything. Um, but after she passed away and I realized that losing something that meant so much to me, it sort of gave me a different outlook on life. I, I was sort of like the bubble bursted and I started to look at life like, you know, what really matters and what doesn't? What's worth getting upset about and what's not? Uh, it literally changed how I dealt with people uh, personally and in work relationships, how I looked at life and, and thought to myself, what is worth, you know, sort of getting upset about and not um and i became more of a de-escalator i began to think about ways to make situations go away and problems go away as opposed to just being inside them being wrapped up in it and like pouring more fuel on the flame so it literally let me just be i became even more humble um mm -hmm. and i became less combative and was just always about how do we figure out a way to you know get out of these situations i became a more of a problem solver i think yeah. i was but it just really pushed me to like far in that corner of problem solver and less mm -hmm. drive. Yeah. And you know uh, a lot about yourself already, but can I bring up our experience with the reading? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I uh, think, I, I feel like it helped you to even have a little bit more self-awareness learning yeah. more about. Yeah. Tell us what you want to share about what happened in the reading. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> there were two points that really stuck with me. Uh, one, even when you brought up, you know, socks. Yeah. So that hit home with me because, you know, I mean, I'm not sure whoever's watching or listening, you know, if you've lost someone, but when you do lose someone, you know, you live in this world where you, you feel like they can see you or, you know, loved ones are watching you, but you don't really know it's hard. It, it's a lot of it's, it's faith and, you can't touch them or, or smell them or hear them talk to you or see them, obviously. So it, you're, it's a belief. But when Eden and I she brought up socks as something that, you know, as a, at least for me, a sign that my mother is close to me and that she watches me still, you know, I wear socks all the time. I double sock. Um, <laughs> because I've always had this idea that, you know, no one will ever catch me with bad feet. And so I've <laughs> always worn double socks. I've been wearing double socks around the house, inside my shoes, when I'm dancing at rehearsal. I've been doing that for probably like the last, I don't know, I want to say almost 20 years. Mm -hmm. So you brought up socks. <laughs> <laughs> I just laughed. I chuckled to myself because that's the furthest thing I thought would ever <laughs> But it let me know that you know my mother is watching over me. So that was that was that was very special moment to me. Yeah, awesome. I I just want to say this uh, that when I do a reading for a someone who's well known, someone who you could Google and find out all kinds of things. I mean, you could do that with anyone, but especially yeah. someone in uh, your industry and in the entertainment industry. And I always 
have the intention of bringing up something that is so personal so that you it, it could be something you cannot Google. So yeah. that was there were a few things that you couldn't Google that there's no way I could have known. And I, I like she, to make sure she heard you with the song. That was another one. She saw you listening to her song. Yeah, and there's the other moment was um, you brought the color yellow. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh. And so there's this song by NDRE called Yellow that I listen to, you know, often a lot. Um, and when I listen to the song, it's actually a love song, but when I listen to it, I actually think about my mother. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's just a song that whenever it comes on or whenever I play it, I just think about her and I's relationship. And the song is about, like, it's called Yellow because it's about, you know, staying with someone you're with in the yellow, the yellow being a happy place. So mm. whenever I record, I mean, or whenever I play it, I only think of her. And yeah. when you brought up the, the color yellow, it's like, that's just so crazy. And also one other thing we touched on, when you said there's a space that I always go to, yeah. uh, I either pray or have deep thoughts. Yeah. Today, I, I realize where that place is. Okay. It's, it's the shower. Ah, <laughs> all right. It's the shower. Like when I've been to the shower, and like literally, that's the only time that I can't answer the phone. Mm -hmm. I can't get a phone call. I can't send an email. I can't check, you know, any social media. Yeah. I'm in the shower, and that's actually where I have deep thought. So, wow. yeah. That's so that's true, too. Like that you have, or anybody who's, is, when, you're, when you're in the shower or the bath, you're disconnected. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's funny because it reminds me of, of last week's guest, Ashley Nance. She told me that she tells her yoga clients to take a deep breath on the toilet because that's when you can remember to take those deep breaths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're so, still. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, well, again, thank you. Thank you for letting me do a re reading for you. And yeah. it was it was a blast. You're, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I so I want to know um how did you feel do you feel like right now you're your most authentic self so far because we're always growing yeah and, and and in the industry how do you stay true to yourself so I learned that lesson probably I want to say two years into being into LA um for me as a dancer choreographer especially when I was coming in as a dancer you know when you first get into a new industry you kind of watch and see what everyone's doing and then you try to figure out if that works for you or not. And some, most people that I've seen in LA, they sort of go with the, they go with the flow. Um, it really wasn't working for me. I wasn't auditioning well. I wasn't being myself. I wasn't dressing like myself. And what happened was one day I said, you know what, Richard, what you have to do is pretend you're at the clubs again. So I used to always go out to the clubs when I was back in the Bay Area or, or San Francisco. And I would wear my button-up shirt and my jean jacket and my, you know, big jean, baggy jean pants and my boots. And that was like the, the sort of vibe every mm -hmm. time I when I got to LA, it was always about, always about like hoodies and sweatsuits when you were trying to audition. So one day I said, you know what? Get dressed up. Go get a haircut. You're going to the club for this audition. Like put on your jean jacket, your button up shirt, your, your baggy pants and the boots. And I, once I started to do that and feel that vibe and, and sort of like harken back to who I truly was before I got to LA, mm -hmm. it my life around. I, I began mm -hmm. to work jobs. Uh, I would stand out. It would be 95 degrees outside and people would dress for the weather, but I didn't dress for the weather. I dressed for the audition. I dressed. Mm -hmm. so all that to say is 
yes, from the from that, those moments, early moments on, I've always remained true to myself, authentic to myself. I feel like in a city like LA, that's your best bet. You know, you sort of yeah. watch what's going on, but the more you stay true to yourself, that's actually what people are looking for, especially in my industry. So I'm 100%. It's brave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you feel caught out there. They're going to talk about you. Uh, they're going to look at you funny. Then, But you know what? All that didn't matter. What mattered to me was at that time booking those jobs. And then what matters to me now is I'm still who I am. I'm always honest with who, you know, whomever I work with because that, that's just who I am. I have to stay me. So. Yeah, I love um, it. And, you know, it's funny. It reminds me of when, when I first started being a speaker, uh, inspirational speaker, I had a, a professional shopper take me shopping and buy all these so-called speaker clothes. And I was trying so hard to be this like cookie cutter motivational speaker. And I felt so weird and off. Like I felt fake and like it bothered me. And I just, I, I pretty rapidly went back to my own style and just be me. If I talk like a Valley girl, I talk like a Valley girl. And yes. I, I feel like I did so much better. People yes. liked me so much more. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. That, I mean, like when I'm talking to like young artists or, or young dancers, I'm like, remain who you are, figure out who you are, be mm -hmm. your best. Yeah. Well, that totally. reminds me of your ballerina story. Yeah. Oh I want to hear that again. The ballerina story. Yes. Share. Oh my gosh. Okay. So for all of, for everyone who's listening or watching who doesn't know, like when I hold auditions, there are literally probably between like 700 and like about a thousand dancers, you know, coming to get a job and, and, you know, ready to dance for their lives. So, you know, and sometimes I'm looking for two people, 12 people. It just depends on what the job is. But in this particular instance, it was a job. Um, it was audition for a Lady Gaga tour and I needed probably 13 dancers total. So, Seen a seen a bunch of great dancers, but this one in particular, uh, she 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 young black girl, she did the routine the first time, and it was not good. <laughs> so then I had to switch lines, and then she does the routine again, and when she performs it, it's just not as it's just not good. It's not good. So I was about to cut her and say, you know, thank you for coming. And then right before I thought that, I just looked at her because she just seemed, um, I don't want to say lost, but she just didn't seem like she was in the right place. Mm -hmm. So what I said to her is I said, I, I, I called her back over and I said, you know, what's your name? I, I don't remember what her name was, but I said, what are you doing here? Mm -hmm. And she says, what? I said, why are you here? What are you doing here? And she says, well, I mean, it's an audition for Lady Gaga and it's for you. I mean, who's not going to come to this? My, my agent called me and I said, understand that. I said, but as I'm looking at you, Dan, do this routine, it's not good. You're not good at this routine. But what I do know is that you have gorgeous arms, you have great legs, your feet are turned out. I said, you're a ballerina. And I said, you should not be here. I said, so let me just give you some advice. And I told her, I said, I'm going to have to let you go from this audition because this is not where you belong. I said, but what I will recommend is this. One, you leave here now. You go outside and you call your agent and say, never, ever send me to any more of these auditions ever again. <laughs> and then I said, two, you need to go down to the L.A. School of Ballet and audition for the ballet school of, you know, they need ballerinas and they also need black ballerinas. You'd be amazing. I haven't even seen you dance yet, but I can look at you and tell that you would be amazing. Mm -hmm. So she said, okay. And I said, okay. And you know, that was it. My day went on. She left. I kept auditioning. Well, a year later I held a class in Pasadena 
And as I was doing, you know, sort of like the question and answer portion, this woman, black girl, shows up and she's in the back and, you know, she raises her hand and I'm looking at her and she says, and I, I call on her name and she says, do you remember me? And I looked at her and I was like, no, not really. She's like, you called me the black ballerina. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, she's like, well, you know, I, I took your advice. She said, that day I left your audition, I called my agent and said, never send me to any more of these auditions ever again. And then she said, a week later, I did go down to the LA School of Ballet. And she said, I got in. Mm. So she, uh, I want to thank you because you changed my life. She says, oh. she says, I have a car, I have an apartment, I have a family. She's like, I've been around the world. She's mm -hmm. like, all because of the advice that you gave me. So she said, I had to just come and find you and say thank you. Uh, wow. So powerful. Yeah. That's, isn't that isn't that amazing because most people want to make a difference in one person's life and you know with with what you do you get to make a difference in so many people's lives and lots of lots of them you probably don't even know and yeah. it's just a, it's, a, it's a such an inspirational thing yeah, yeah. I, I just I don't know I just I just felt really good just telling her I just want to help her I didn't I didn't get a lot of help when I came to LA mm -hmm. so I know what it's like and maybe that was what I sensed from her mm -hmm. sort of like I'm just trying to figure out how to find my way because that was me but yep, yeah I, so yeah well when you do things like that you end up getting jobs like a star is born because <laughs> it's like energetically you attract all these wonderful things because it, it reflects the kind of person you are yeah yeah okay so now tell us what did what what did you get to do on a star is born so on A Star is Born, uh, not only was I the choreographer of the film, which, you know, was amazing. Of course, working with Gaga and getting to work with Bradley Cooper for the first time was just, I mean. Ooh, isn't never, he cute? Um, <laughs> isn't <yeah>. he hot? <laughs> you know, uh, never, ever imagined I would ever be able to work on a film as a choreographer. I just, especially coming to L.A., I was just trying to just, you know, get a dance job being in a music video. So, yeah. Uh, Check mark, but never imagined I'd ever get that check mark. But I was also in the movie as the choreographer. So Ooh, it was just. I remember now. Yes, oh I did gosh. too. Yeah. I have to go now watch it again. I, like, see you. Oh my God. I want to watch oh, it again right now. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was just the whole process was so unexpected as far as like, you know, being in the film, getting, get, you know, being able to, you know, act and, and, and take direction from Bradley. But I had a blast. I loved it. Um, of course, working with Gaga just on another project was, 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 was everything. But yeah, I had, it was so much fun. I, I saw it four times in the theaters, you know, nice. one with all of my family, like literally, I think it was about 25 of us mm -hmm. at an, in Northern California. So we all saw it together and then nice. just with other friends, but I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Such a good time. Is that your most, do you feel like that's your most memorable or what? Besides that, I know that has to be. So what's, what else has been your most memorable projects? Um, Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, was, was one of the ones on the top uh, for, for good and bad reasons. The bad reason uh, was, you know, my grandmother passed away uh, the night before our performance at Super Bowl. So that was very heartbreaking and heart wrenching. And I was in a really weird place because I didn't know if I should have gone home. Did uh, mm -hmm. I stay? You know, I know my grandmother would, would have never wanted me to leave. You know, I remember that day trying to hide it from everybody. Like I didn't I didn't want the dancers. I didn't want Gaga. I didn't want anyone to see me 
you know, in pain. Uh, mm-hmm. Only was the night before, and we had all worked so hard. Um, even in trying to hide, I mean, Gaga saw it, and she looked at me, and she was like, what's wrong? And I, I just mm-hmm. told her, and I broke down, and, and she hugged me, and, you know, it was all good. I had to release it, and she was the one right there to, to just, you know, embrace me. But, um... So that was that side of it, but the you know the great side of it was just doing the the you know Super Bowl Fifty One. Um, I just felt like we just did such a great job. I felt like we touched a lot of people. I felt like we performed our tails off. Yeah, I felt, I felt like we just did something that was cool and new. We you know she jumped off of the roof. Uh, yeah, hired forty dancers, and all those dancers I specifically hired because I want to hire dancers who had been there throughout her career up until this point. So that was almost a reunion for us on that side of it because people hadn't seen each other in literally like years. Yeah. Um, we just worked so hard and, you know, we just, we just pushed the NFL to just let us do something incredible because we are all, you know, entertainers and, and artists at heart. So that was such a memorable moment. I will never forget that. It was yeah. so yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. So Cam, that's it. He just done the Super Bowl. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Kim, let me I wanna say wait, I wanna say this. Um, Kim, you probably will be able to resonate with this. Like I was imagining as you are Richie, you're explaining your experience with the that Super Bowl. And I I remembered myself watching it. Yeah. And oh, yeah. and then to think like fast forward right now that we're getting to interview the person who yeah. created that whole dance, you know, that that whole yeah. performance. And now, and we can say he's our friend. You know, I think I that's, know. Just, that's Thank beautiful. You. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I mean, we were just so on cloud nine, uh, especially when we got off stage. I was just like, I can't believe we did it. I mean, you we literally rehearsed for a month for that show so yeah yeah well, I love your I love 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 and and Lady Gaga's like this too but you're you're so non-ego that you are letting all of our listeners in on the true excitement of doing projects and the fact that you're admitting that you went and saw the movie uh Star is Born four times in theaters and you know what that's real joy in celebrating your successes instead of like fronting and being like oh yeah you know I've been there done that and you know Mm -hmm. like so many people are fronting and they're holding back their emotions in because ego is taking over and I love that you're so the opposite yeah no and also you know I'm I don't know for me it's it's real work uh you know I'm never gonna get like oh I'm high society or I'm like stuck up I'm like I'm in there working (laughs) it is hours of actual work you know, putting together these routines, the staging, you know, the rehearsal days, they just, there's so much that goes into it that it's just real work. So when it's done and, and I can celebrate the work that I put in, yes. I think that, I think that everyone should do that, 100%. Who, who's someone who has passed on that you would have loved to have worked with? Um, Michael Jackson. Oh. Michael Jackson. <laughs> But he you should say that, you know, yeah. he, just, <laughs> he just, you know, we all saw it. He just, you know, yeah. I'm not sure about his personal private life. That's a whole nother story. I'm talking about strictly from an artist to artist standpoint. Right. Yeah. I mean, he was it. He, he did everything that he was supposed to and, and more. And we were always wild and always amazed and always looking forward to seeing what he was going to do next. And it, yes, hands down. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Love it. Love it. Yeah. 
Eden's gotten many messages from Michael, so he's he may be here right now. Yes. Well, Let's he um, he there was I think we were I can't remember. Oh, we were watching this is uh, it. I was going to say this is us. Um <laughs> <laughs> we were watching the movie This is It and in yeah. um our bedroom and and um because I'm able to see sometimes spirits um i saw him while we were watching it he i think it was maybe i don't know a, a year or less after he passed away um mm. and i saw a whole like his whole body <laughs> and wow. and he was wearing like the sergeant pepper's jacket and all that but and he just looked purely happy and no. like he was finally free and that that was beautiful, and my, I think he showed up not just because I can, am able, have that ability, but I think because my husband was a huge fan of his, and uh, he was crying watching the movie. So, it yeah, it was special. But um, uh, yeah, he gave me that gift that I got to see him on the other side. Yeah, he <laughs> is the one. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wow. Okay. A hundred percent. Well. Um, I have, oh, and I have this other funny thing that happened. I didn't get to tell you this the other day, and I thought it'd be fun to share on the air. Um, okay. So we had a call with Richie. I'm just telling the audience um, a couple days ago or yesterday. I don't even remember. A couple days yeah. ago. Oh, my God. It was yeah. yesterday. Or last it week. Like it was long ago. Oh, my gosh. It was no, yesterday. It, no, well, that was the reading, but we did a call with him last week. And yes. um, yeah. So you were telling us a little bit about you, and um, you had, you did bring up Aaliyah who you talked about on this show and when you brought it up on the call I didn't say anything um but I had just a minute before we got on the phone call um I was watching her life a mo the Lifetime movie about Aaliyah mm. and I was like oh okay this is like a sign wow. and then and then when we hung up with you I immediately I had to go to Target. So we, we left to go to Target and my daughter picked up um, a thing of Oreos that she wanted to, to get. She threw them in the basket and there were probably, you know, with Oreos, there's like 20 different kinds you could choose from now. And yeah. the ones that she picked were Lady Gaga Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. Uh, yeah. Talk about signs. Yeah. Those are, yeah, definite signs. Richie signs. You guys always have Target because when we had Cindy Cowan on, uh, yeah. she she was talking about Lance Bass and was like, I'll connect you. And then you, T Taylor or Skylar picked up an NSYNC shirt at Target. Remember that? Yes, that same day. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty well, funny. So yeah, just, I guess we shouldn't be surprised at these things anymore. We have them happen so much, but you still get surprised. Well, I don't know. Today was a little, well, I don't want to say weird because I guess you called it or I guess you spoke spoke to my mom. But so the last thing you said was, if you go to the lobby, there's going to be something there waiting for you or some sort of sign. Yeah. So um, a friend of mine drinks a lot of Diet Cokes. And when he comes over, he has them in the refrigerator. So all that to say is that I hadn't been to the lobby yet. Okay. But a young artist that I work with, he comes over and today he wanted to stop by and like, you know, we went like, look at his, we're going to finish editing his video and also he wanted to wash some clothes. But he was like, it's so strange. You know, there's just like a six pack of Diet Coke sitting out there in the lobby right now. Oh. Like, really? And I was like, where? He's like, it's just sitting right there by the door. 
I was like, and <laughs> claiming it. He's like, no, there's just a six pack of Coke sitting in the lobby right now. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, okay. I mean, I, he's walked through that lobby a hundred times. Okay. Uh-huh. And especially like during COVID, like no one's leaving any, I mean, like no one's touching anything, no one's leaving anything. Right. Just real. I was like, that's really interesting. There's just, a, you know, like my friend loves Coke. I could have easily went out there and grabbed the six pack. I didn't, but it was just really interesting that you were just like, there's going to be something left for you. Yeah. And Bobby. it must be also another way of your mom saying that she sees when you're hanging out, you know? Yeah. Wow. wow. Oh, I'm so glad you told us that because I was wondering. I hate leaving people hanging and not knowing like how to make sense of something. So I am pretty yeah. sure telling me, but that makes perfect sense now. Yeah. So it was so random too. Like it was probably really left there by her. Yeah. Like he was <laughs> just sitting there. And like I said, he's walked through the lot a hundred times and has never come over and said, I mean, no one leaves anything anymore anywhere. So right. uh, that was right. interesting. No. Oh well, gosh. and I think that's important to remind everyone, like all our listeners, and, and to remind you, Richie, that, you know, we can be more open to signs. Like we say, okay, I'm open. Let me, you know, maybe I'm meant to see them today. Maybe I'm not, but I'm open. And yeah. we will see magical signs very often if we're open, you know? Yeah, yeah 100%. So that was yes. Yay. Very cool. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm so glad you you were good good guinea pig yeah for my experiment <laughs> so, <laughs> and, it, um, and it worked <laughs> yeah so we want to know you know definitely want to know we, we love 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 you and having you on and um we want to know where to find you so everyone can keep in touch with you but also what are you working on now like what's next yeah so well everyone can find me on instagram at richie squirrel r-i-c-h-y squirrel uh also on clubhouse if you guys are on clubhouse you can find me there too under richie jackson but my latest project is an artist named zach zilla uh z-a-c-k-z-i-l-l-a uh you can find him at i am zach zilla on instagram or zach zilla on tiktok but he's a young pop star age 23 um Great pop music. We dropped his first video in September of last year, and then we have about four songs and videos coming out this year. So oh. we this video two days ago, and you know he was who was over who I was editing the video. Oh, but, he's the Coke guy. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. He's the Coke guy. So yeah, great kid. Uh, pop music. You know, if you're into like pop music from a guy who can sing, dance, he can flip. It's going to be amazing, and we're just getting started. So he's my next big project that I'm working oh, on. Oh, that's I can't great. Wait to hear. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. That's cool. Very. Yeah. Does he sound like anyone? Um, I I would say I mean if we have to you know make comparisons, he could be somewhere between like maybe like if Justin Bieber and like I don't know a younger Michael Jackson could mm. blink and find. Yeah, a- yeah, yeah. That's yes. who was in Justin Bieber was in my head. So that's yeah. interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear. I, I love both of them. So yeah, it's exciting. I'm sure I'll love him. Well, really? we we appreciate you so much, and we'll we'll stay in touch for sure. A hundred percent. Thank you, guys. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for taking the time with us. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone, write write to him and let them let him know how you like the episode. Write to us, and thank you all for listening. Woo! Bye now. Bye. Good night.
For more information on Eden, go to EdenSuston.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.